Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. We've got my buddy Joe House from The Ringer, House from D.C. on social media. Talk a little D.C. sports coming up at 2.30. Of course, the big news, the Wizards move West Sunsell Jr., to the front office. Capitals on a three-game losing streak. OV only one goal scored in the entire month of January. Commanders looking for a head coach and more. That's coming up at 2.30, dancing around D.C. sports with Joe House from The Ringer. Zach Joachim, the Richmond Times-Dispatch VCU Athletics beat reporter, will join us tonight at 2 p.m. And, of course, we'll recap the VCU win against Loyola Chicago and get you set for Rams against Davidson this Saturday at Davidson. I will be hosting my pregame show and a watch party at Rams House. Uh, Rams House used to be Pies and Pints right there on Broad Street, uh, basically across the street from uh, the Whole Foods. Good location, uh, really good food from what I hear, good menu, and it's all VCU everywhere at Rams House. So it's good vibes. Come out. This Saturday, pregame show starts at 7.15, tip-off at 8 p.m. before I hand it off to Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby. So, we've talked about it in the NFL. The Panthers just hired their coach, the offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, from the Bucks. I thought that was kind of weird, right? I didn't think the Bucks' offense was tremendous this season. They were good. You like Baker. I like Baker. Um... But I like Baker because I think Baker's a good quarterback. I'm not sure that I would give this OC that much credit. Plus, if the OC was that good, why does Mike Evans completely disappear at times in the season and then show up and make three great catches? It's it's a weird yeah, thing. No, that's, uh... And that just seems so Panthers, right? Like, <laughs> they could have had Vrabel. They could have had Belichick. <laughs> nope. We're going to get the guy nobody's ever heard of. Chargers named Harbaugh, the head coach. Surprise uh, me. Really good article from USA Today. Mike Freeman believes that Harbaugh will absolutely win a Super Bowl with the Chargers. We'll discuss that article and go around the NFL a little bit later on NFL Hits. The Falcons, they're looking seriously at Bill Belichick. The Raiders hired interim head coach Antonio Pierce. I mean, head coach vacancies are now being filled daily. Yeah. Are you getting nervous, Commanders fans? Are you anxious for Washington to hire the next head coach? Or are you okay with waiting. Grant Danny talked about this yesterday right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We'll make it the question of the day today. Should Commanders fans want the Lions to lose this weekend? Should Skins fans be rooting for the Niners to defeat the Lions this weekend? It's the question of the day on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the-, the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, so look, Indianapolis had to wait until after the Eagles finished their season with this loss in the Super Bowl to hire Shane Steichen. They had to wait until almost Valentine's Day to announce him. Right. Well, it worked out pretty well. They had a decent season. Yeah. It's not like it held them back from making moves this offseason, but... Question of the day is, should Commanders fans be wanting the Lions to lose this weekend, given that Ben Johnson seems to be the guy we all want? 833-804-0910. Should Commanders fans be rooting for the Lions to lose this weekend so that the process of searching for a head coach and a hire can happen sooner? I 
I would be excited to get the guy that made it to the Super Bowl, though. You know, I, I it really seems like we are waiting here because mm-hmm. it is Ben Johnson, and yeah. it's almost like a lock, and it just takes longer to have interviews with him because he's preparing. I, I'm willing to wait some extra time just to say our head coach just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Or, like, made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, I'm cool I, with I, that. I'm absolutely cool with it. You know, last week I, I talked on the show about how I thought that the Bucks were going to win, and then Ben Johnson would be hired, right? And yeah. I asked the audience in D.C. on 106.7 The Fan during my Saturday show, would you feel some type of way about the commanders hiring a coach that just lost? And I said, no, because – it's not about one game. It's about yeah. his entire resume yeah, and what he did this season and last season as the Lions offense coordinator. And I do think there's something to feeling like you won the offseason by getting the guy that everyone wanted. Yeah. And last year, it felt like we won the offseason getting Eric Bieniemy. He had just won his second Super Bowl as the offense coordinator in the Chiefs. Turns out Kansas City wasn't going to rehire him. They were going to let his contract run out. And not many other teams really even interviewed him. Washington and Ron Rivera took a shot and gave him the assistant head coach title and a pay raise to move from Kansas City to Washington. It didn't work out, but there was some type of vibe that it felt like, hey, we won the offseason. We got the guy that just won the Super Bowl. I would love if the Lions could get to the Super Bowl and win it, and then we get Ben Johnson. Yeah, and and like other teams, we know other teams want Ben Johnson. Yeah. And we already have one win with Adam Peters. We yeah. knew other people wanted Adam Peters. We got Adam Peters. And the it's- other thing is, I'm enjoying watching Ben Johnson at work with a really good offense. It's not like he's going to come to Washington next year and have a quarterback as good as Jared Goff. Have a wide receiver as good as Amon Ross St. Brown. Have a tight end as good as Sam Laporta and a running back as good as Jameer Gibbs. We've got some weapons on offense, but the Lions are a better, better offensive yeah. team. So I like to see him work with those kind of weapons so you can see, hey, this is what the play call looks like when he's got all the weapons he needs in place. Yes, and, and maybe maybe we'll get close. I, Jared Goff isn't that great. I think that Ben Johnson's helping him look great. Yeah. And if we get, you know, like Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, I think that they could play just as good. And, as and it's not Goff. just his play calling that's impressive to me. It's the way he's coached Jared Goff. He's, he's kind of coached Jared Goff's mistakes out of him. Yeah. Right? You know, Jared Goff at times would force it into – too small of a window and it's getting picked off or he would you know just have eyes downfield and forget the fact that you can dump it off for a first down what did they do in the most important drive of the game against the bucks to get the win it's a lot of dump downs to jameer gibbs and letting your playmaker make a play by just getting the ball into his hands um so i just think jared goff has matured and kind of reinvented himself as a quarterback under Ben Johnson. That gets me really fired up. Sam Howell could have used a coach like that. Yeah. Coach out coach out a couple of his mistakes because he's a good thrower. He's he's a good quarterback. He just has a lot of bad mistakes that never got coached out. Yeah. Right? And, but the problem with that is, you know, I think it's the whole thing of you can't teach a, you know an old dog new tricks. Sam Howell uh, didn't get any of that coached out of him yeah. in college. The, he, had the, he had the sack record at UNC, <laughs> you know, and then he's going to break the sack record in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, he's making the same mistakes. Everything that they scouted as a negative kind of came to light in the closing half of the season. Yeah, they just didn't they didn't fix it. No. They didn't have the, the people to fix it. We so hoped. I'm okay with waiting for the Lions season to end before we get Ben Johnson. Uh, I believe he's the guy that everyone in the front office wants. Grant and Danny absolutely want yeah. him. They're doing a what are they doing? A Ben, a ben Johnson, Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. Every I haven't time heard it. How does it work? Every time that Grant says Ben Johnson, 
the producer plays an alert. Like like a purge sound alert, or what is it? It's it, it's it's the producer's own voice, and it's like Ben Johnson alert, and then like a <laughs> like a kind of like a like a tornado alarm yeah, yeah. goes off. And I I listen to it an hour after every show, and I hear it maybe six or seven yeah, times. Yeah, because I know I was hearing Grant talk about Ben Johnson before 2024. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, he's we been, were still it, playing been, games. Like, Ron Rivera was still the head coach, and he was talking about Ben Johnson. Yes. So they have been all on board for Ben yeah. Johnson. Yeah. And I, I, Grant, Grant seems like a good mind for oh, analyzing yeah. these things. He was, so. he was the greatest beat reporter for the Commanders that 106.7 the fan had ever seen. Taking his he word was for it. unbelievable. He was breaking stories left and right. You yeah. would have thought that he was sleeping with the players <laughs> with the inside info that Grant was getting. The GOAT of beat reporters. Now you can check him out. From three to six, right here on 910 The Fan. Don't go anywhere, don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 1051 FM. Phone lines are open 833 804 0910. If you're listening on the go, you can rewind on the free Odyssey app, download it today, search 910 The Fan. Gives you the ability to pause the show, run some errands, rewind, then pick up right where you left off. I rewind every morning to catch up to the sports junkies. They're live and local from 6 to 10. Then it's Michael Phillips, MP on the mic from 10 to noon. I'm 12 to 3 before we hand it off to Grant and Danny in Washington, D.C. Joining us right now from Richmond Morning News, WRVA, the sports director at The Fan, it's Gary Hess. What's going on? Hey, 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 how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well, man. What's going on with you? You know, just uh, another day in paradise, digging into basketball season and getting ready for those two big football games on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. So anytime we got the czar on the line, it means we got to get in the car and drive. Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. All right, so Gary Hess, the czar, and also I like to call him the commissioner of the Atlantic Coast Conference talk here on the fan. Let's go around the ACC real quick. Gary, what's on your mind with the ACC? I'm uh, very intrigued by how this basketball season is unfolding. The conference not getting a lot of respect nationally. The latest uh, bracketology I saw only had three ACC teams in the tournament. So the question is, who can play their way in over this next month and a half? And, uh, Uh, I think Virginia is one of those teams that is starting to take on that look of a play that might team that might have the ability to do that. Now they, you know, this team is famous for two steps forward, one step back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we saw that a little bit, um, even within the confines of the same game last night against NC state up in Charlottesville. But the bottom line is they found a way to win in overtime and uh, move on and, are now 14 and 5 and one step closer to being uh off the bubble and into that uh, projected bracket. Yeah, you know, Duke had, had a a really strong run at the start of the AC, uh, ACC conference play. Then uh that lost to Pitt 80 to 76. They bounced back 
against Louisville. And so, you know, it looks like Duke's in line to be uh, a tough team to be in the NCAA tournament. Of course, North Carolina's number three. They're 8-0 in the ACC. I think Florida State's the biggest surprise. Florida State, in terms of the conference standings, I don't think there's any doubt Florida State's the biggest surprise. Uh, but, you know, we talked about this last week. We shouldn't be surprised uh, with anything Leonard Hamilton does. And he just he knows how to get stuff out of his guys. And uh, uh, I'll give a shout-out for the second week in a row to VCU transfer Jameer Watkins. Hung a 27-burger up uh, uh, a couple of uh, days ago. And uh, is he is the leading scorer leading rebounder and leading assist man for Florida State, the trifecta for the Seminoles. But they also have, let me count this, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 guys that are averaging double-digit minutes per game. Jeez. So he's going deep on the bench. And um, But, you know, Florida State is a hard team because he can kind of match up to whatever you present. Uh, they can be a little offensively challenged at times. But uh, Leonard Hamilton's definitely got a team to watch in the second half of the season. Yeah, no, uh, they're scrappy for sure. Uh, UVA, the overtime victory over NC State. Uh, not a great shooting night for either team. Both teams, you know, 28% from three from NC State, 23.5% for UVA, but they won it with their defense. They did win it with their defense. And here is the thing that I find interesting about UVA last night. You know, they have, you know, Tony Bennett's known for that pack line defense and playing that classic style defense. Well, they have not often looked like a Tony Bennett defense team at times this year, but here of late, they've started to kind of figure it out a little bit and they are, they are starting to clamp down defensively. They definitely did the job, uh, last night on, um, NC State. And the other thing I found very interesting last night was a 54 to 32 rebound advantage against an NC State team that figured to have the rebounding advantage coming into that. And part of that is the emergency of Ryan Dunn taking it to even another level as a star, but also Jordan Minor uh, really starting to figure things out and playing that power forward spot. Uh, last night had nine rebounds to go with ten points. Six of those on the offensive side, and offensive rebounds is a huge stat, Adam, because that leads to second chances. And you know, when you're offensively challenged, second chances are huge. Very important stretch of the season coming up for the Virginia Tech Hokies. Mike Young squad, twelve and seven on this season, four and four in conference play, and on a two-game win streak, and should make it three Saturday afternoon against Georgia Tech. But then it's Duke and at Miami. This is going to be a really important three-game stretch. I don't think there's any doubt about it that, you know, Miami's a team that's kind of been an enigma a little bit this year, but they're still hard to beat down there. Duke is Duke. And, um, you know, you got to get through that game that you should win. You can't look past that. But the key here for the Hokies, Padula and Couture are, you know, in that backcourt duo are kind of known quantities. Lynn Kidd uh, is averaging 13 points and, I don't know, six and a half rebounds a game. But he hadn't looked great in conference play. Uh, And so who is going to be that third, fourth, fifth guy to really step up and help the Hokies? Because we know Padula and Couture are going to be there. But, you know, the Hokies, when they can really get uh, some help from other guys, it really bodes well for Coach Mike Young. 
one of the things I noticed the other night was they had four guys in double figures, one with nine, one with eight. And if you can get that kind of production with Couture 17, Padula 16, and doing what they do in the backcourt, then the Hokies have a formula they can work with because Tech's going to play tough defense. The other thing you got is the when it is a game worth watching, and, and you know, I hate to say it that way because, you know, you'd want it to be like that for every game, but when it's really one of those games, Castle Coliseum can be an atmosphere like none other for um, for Virginia Tech. Players uh, on other teams in the conference really don't want to come into the castle, um, you know, when unless they have to. And I can guarantee you that place will be rocking on Monday night with Duke coming in. The Hokies best not be looking ahead to Duke when they play Georgia Tech on Saturday. That's Gary Hess, the czar and the sports director here at WRNL on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Gary, David Teal, uh, you know, 15-time sports writer of the year for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, had a great article that if the NCAA tournament began today for the first time in like 20 years, no Virginia schools would be represented. UVA is just on the outside looking in. Uh, the Hokies need strong ACC play at the end of conference season. You know, JMU started hot. They're now third place in the Sun Belt. It's not going to be ODU. They're at the bottom of the Sun Belt. Maybe you could say Richmond if they can beat Dayton, but right now it looks like the A-10's still probably just a one-bid league. VCU would need to win the conference tournament. Longwood not as good as everyone had hoped. I mean, who's going to represent the state? That's a great question. I think uh, there's a couple things. I think, you know, Richmond and VCU are teams that are looking to me like are threats to make noise at the A-10 tournament. Now, Dayton is clearly the best team in the league. Uh, how Richmond does against them on um, Saturday is going to be great. That's compelling right there. Richmond and Dayton on Saturday, that's going to be great stuff. But, you know, so you can't count on that. Uh, it's hard to count on uh, anything from, you know, Virginia could play their way in. I don't see Virginia getting in by winning the uh, um, the the ACC tournament necessarily because they struck me as a team that maybe over the course of four days might run into a day where they don't play as well. And so that would be a concern. I think JMU, even though they're down to third, they are 18-2. and two. I think they're a threat to win that uh, – that Sun Belt tournament uh, and, and be the the team from the Sun Belt to get in. They're six and two in the league. I know they've lost a couple, but that eighteen and two record, yeah, uh, stands pretty strong. And then uh, one other team I think it bears watching is um, is Norfolk State. Yeah, Norfolk State is two and one in the MEAC, but in that MEAC tournament, Norfolk State will be one of the teams that's really going to be dangerous and bear watching in that tournament. So hopefully. Something will be done to where the Commonwealth can get a team in the NCAA tournament. But right now, that's sure from a far thing. Yep. I mean, far from a sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Always good talking to you. Be well. Yep, that was fun. That was a drive down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105. 105- one FM phone lines are open throughout the show. 833 804 0910. 833 804 
888-900-0910. Stubb, do you have the list of teams that we chose for our super-duper NFL playoff draft? I do have that. All right, let's go through it right now because I've, I'm feeling very confident I'm going to win that bet, yeah, and that we, is a $5 bet. Yeah, well, uh, you get 5 I get 250 Because the Bills made the it into the playoffs, and you were, you were not a believer. I was not a believer. Uh, so we both have two teams left. Okay. One in each game. Okay. So there's a, either one of us will win after this weekend, or it'll be down to the Super Bowl. Oh, cool. So okay. we could it could end soon. So the teams that I have that are gone are the Cowboys, Browns, Rams, Texans, and Bucks. Yep. And what I have left is the Ravens and the Lions. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's juicy. I know. Okay. You had the Eagles, Steelers, Dolphins, Packers, Bills, and you have left the Niners and the Chiefs. I really like my chances here. I've got, I really like mine. I mean, the Raven, the Ravens are a good one for you, yeah. and and uh, I do have the season long sweat bet on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That do you hear me and Michael Phillips? I might sell it to him for sixty. I know. Bucks. I thought I convinced you yesterday though I, I'm, to keep it. Yeah. Well, then he said, "What if I sell it to him for thirty, and then he will hold on to it, and if we win, we split the two hundred. Well, that's hard to say no to. It is because <laughs> I could. I think I could be looking at like a hundred and. Thirty bucks if that happens. Yeah, I would. I would take that. that I seems might. Bad. Have to I don't know how bet. good of a decision that is on Mike. Well, no, actually, that is good. No, because then good. Michael still gets like he gets thirty bucks to win a hundred on the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, which you're not going to get better odds than that. That's the That's whole true. thing. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but part of me wants to keep the ticket just for the fact of like bragging rights. Yeah, it's you know? that's what I was saying to you yesterday. It's yeah. uh, you, were you able you to pull it. the audio? No. Oh, uh, I yeah. forgot about that because it was August third, one forty-five p.m. right here on nine ten. The fan. I predicted the Baltimore Ravens. While everyone was talking training camp, I predicted the Baltimore Ravens would win this year's Super Bowl. All right, it's time to go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on A1 Radio. Stubb, what you got for us today on NFL Hits? It's an overreaction Thursday. Oh, I'm going to throw yeah. some at you. Okay. All right? And I want to start with, I think, is the, the hottest take. And that is next year's MVP will be C.J. Stroud. That That is an overreaction. That does feel like an overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the biggest one. I mean, I, I feel like you can point to like 30 to 40 different quarterbacks that had a great rookie year and then fell off a little yeah. bit. Some of them bounced back. Some of them never got back to that point of their career ever again. And he's he's getting rookie of the year, like we're pretty confident on that. Yeah. But I I think it's gonna have a bit to go before he quite gets to that. Okay. Next one, Jordan Love is primed to make multiple Super Bowl appearances in his career. No. No. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's an overreaction. Um, look, Green Bay had a really good year. I'm not the biggest fan of their head coach, Matt LaFleur. I get it. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he was in Washington. He's part of the Shanahan tree. He's yeah. had success. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think they're going to struggle in their own division, right? So Detroit's still the, the G in that yeah. division. That's the top dog. That is true. You have Minnesota. And Chicago's going to be better. Yeah. They, they got that first pick. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I, look, I give the Packers a ton of credit. You know, uh, that's why I asked Mark Schofield. Like, of all the teams from this year that are not left, the four teams left, who do you think had the best season? I think he was right to name Texans and Packers. Yeah. I would give it to the Packers because it felt like people wrote them off when Aaron Rodgers left. Yeah. I think I would give it to the Texans, though. Mm-hmm. I think just C.J. Stroud did an incredible job yeah. with like D'Amico year Ryan's, one of a rebuild. He could be coach of the year, D'Amico. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd buy into that. Yeah. All right. Baker Mayfield is a top 10 QB. You know I want to say is, yes. You know I want to say yes. I'd have to look at the list here because you know you can't put him ahead of Jared Goff or Mahomes or Lamar 
or even Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. So he's not the top four. Um, you know, I would extend that to Aaron Rodgers. He's not top five. Yeah. You know, CJ Stroud's probably above him right now. He's yeah. After one year. I would even probably put Dak Prescott ahead yeah, of him. Yeah, maybe like Hertz and Tua. Yeah. Probably above him. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So it's just, look, he had a good season. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it's going to be tough for me to say he's top 10. He's a top halfer. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely, he's definitely, definitely a top halfer. Top, top yeah. 16, yeah. but yeah. All right, Debo Samuel is a make-or-break player for the Niners. I think yes. I, I don't yep. think that's an overreaction. Um, you know, I get it. You know, there I, I saw there were a lot of articles that said they don't need Debo, right? They found a way to win without him. Uh, they have Ayuk. They have George Kittle. They have Christian McCaffrey. That's, you know, more weapons than a lot of mm-hmm. teams can say they have. But I do think Debo Samuel is the playmaker for this team that can put them over the top to win the Super Bowl. Can yeah. they beat the Lions without Debo? I would say yes. Can they win the Super Bowl without Debo? I'm going to say no. I don't think they beat the Lions without Debo. I think you're I, picking the Lions to win I am picking game. the Lions. Wow. I am 100% picking the Lions. That's, well, would that's, you, are you willing to put any money on the line? I, I, it's my pick in the confidence pool. Okay. I think that's maybe as far that's as I'm enough. willing to okay. go. You See, know, that's, that's how I like to check you. If you're willing to put five bucks on the line, then I know... <laughs> That your confidence is real. Well, <laughs> the thing with the NFL is, no matter how confident I am, anything can happen. Yeah. And I hate betting on that. That's why it's, it's the best league. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I really, I, I like that. All right. Next up, the Bills will never have a good playoff run with the roster and coaching staff they have. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're done. Their window opportunity uh, was this season. A lot of people said it closed last year. Then they had the terrible stretch of the season where they were out of the playoffs, got hot at the right time made the playoffs. They're hosting another playoff game. That's why I don't believe in them. This is two years in a row that they've hosted a playoff game in Buffalo and lost. Yeah, and I mean, it, like, it's to the Chiefs, and that's always going to well, be Well, last hard. year it was to the Bengals, that's, right? Yeah. And the problem is, is that in the AFC, you're going to continue to have Josh Allen, and he's going to have to beat Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and Lamar Jackson every year. Yeah, to to, just to get to the Super Bowl, yeah. where you might face off against Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. It's not happening, Buffalo. Boy, I love losing, Bills fans. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, that that's a uh, that is fair. All right, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners are a bad playoff team. I'm gonna disagree. Why would huh? you say that? That's I, I'm I'm. Th- this is not my. Who's your source here? USA Today. I think this was ESPN. The Athletic. Oh, ESPN. Typical. Yeah. Typical of the four-letter word. Yeah, I guess, you know, they're they're going off of the one game this year that they didn't look too hot. Well, and, you know, and I guess last year, too. And, and, you know, they've had... Look, here's the thing, and and here's why I understand ESPN saying that. Mm -hmm. Because the 49ers, you know, before Brock Purdy, it was Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Before him, it was Alex Smith. Before him, it was Colin Kaepernick. They've had a very talented roster for... Going on 10 years now with one Super Bowl appearance, one loss, and quite a few playoff losses and a few heartbreakers, I think that's why they're saying that. Yeah, that, that they're a better regular season team than a playoff team. I would agree they're a better yeah. regular season. I mean, they've, they've been one, the one seed a lot of times. Uh, but, I, look, I, I'm going to say the same thing that, you know, it's it's the obvious. It's cliche. Only one team makes it out of the NFC every year. I would yeah. kill to be in the position that the Niners have been in the last five years. Yeah, not even close for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one I pulled, I think this was from ESPN as well, was that McDonald will start next year as a head coach. Ravens defensive coordinator. Defense mo- I, I Look, I, I thought that was going to happen. 
uh, because they're calling him this young genius, and they shut down the Texans, and uh, they've shut down teams left and right this season. The the thing is, is that we're losing. Yeah, we're running out of jobs. The window's closing. We're running out of jobs for him to get. Yeah. I, I thought maybe Panthers would have been an interesting one. That's I get it. Up. Bryce Young, you kind of feel like you have to fix the quarterback position. But the Panthers had a decent defense this year. They've had an elite defense at times in the past uh, you know, decade. I thought that would have been maybe a good mix there. Maybe maybe Atlanta's still a yeah. possibility. We're down to three teams, right? It's, yeah. It's Washington, but, Atlanta, and... Um, oh, there's another one. I'm, I'm forgetting who. Uh, but check this out. Pro Football Talks says a, a source told them that a major region Bill Belichick won't go to some teams is the media. They say the main reason that free agent... Head coach Bill Belichick is avoiding certain team vacancies, has zero to do with the teams themselves. According to Mark Fl- Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, the fewer number of reporters covering a team, the less Belichick has to worry about reporters cozying up to the people he otherwise needs to trust to zip it. Currently, there are five head coaching vacancies, four uh, once reports of the Chargers deal becoming official. Um, so... Uh, that that's kind of weird to me. I mean, I get it. Bill Belichick's like he's weird with the media. Yeah, he's not Madden, right? <laughs> Notably, no. I, I think Bill Belichick's going to choose his next team based on uh, the quarterback, the draft capital, and the salary cap. He just wants his wins. Really. Yeah, I think he just wants to break. I don't the record even here. think he cares about winning another Super Bowl. I think it's yeah. just about breaking Don Shula's record. I I fully believe. And that. Probably having another playoff appearance. I think he he really wants. Yeah. He you know, like if he got hired and went six and eleven or six and twelve, he'd be devastated, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think if he went nine and eight, nine and he, eight, he'd be cool. Get with the that. seventh seed. Yeah. Sure. Break the Why record. Not? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be cool with that. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. What's the craziest thing you've ever done for a loved one? 833-804-0910. I've never dressed up as a woman to help out a significant other. That story coming up next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You can always tweet us throughout the show. Let us know your thoughts as you're listening at 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. It's AWOD here with Stubb running the ones and twos, and our traffic reporter, Brian, has stopped by for Brian's picks. What's going on, Brian? How are you? Good Appreciate afternoon. Appreciate you stopping by. How are the roads looking? Um, well, no rain. Yeah. And it feels like spring, so that's good for the roads, right? Yeah. I mean, the weather's <laughs> supposed to be really good. I, I'm going to get out it. and try to either play pickleball or basketball later today. Okay. Well, today's a good day for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but we, we did talk about this, you know, I guess last week. I, I'm, I've made the announcer on the Junkies 2024. Yeah, yeah. You're the girlfriend for your boy <laughs> AWOD <laughs> here. And uh, we teased last segment that uh, there, there's certain things I would do to support my significant other. I would never do this as this one man was busted, boyfriend busted, for dressing in drag to take his girlfriend's ACTs. All right. I hate the I hate the SAT, SATs. I hate the ACTs. I would never cross dress for my significant other. That is so wild. Is this not the craziest story ever? I would I would be more opposed to taking an ACT again. 
Uh, yeah. So uh, the man's name is Angrez Singh. He has been arrested after allegedly masquerading as his girlfriend so he could take an exam in her place. Uh, the police uh, spokesperson said, quote, he tried to enter the examination hall by changing his appearance. <laughs> and now there's a like picture a... of him, and he's wearing lipstick and a beanie and long hair. I mean, it's the weirdest thing ever. That looks like it's a mugshot. To deceive test officials, the undercover lover, oh, that's a good term that's right That's good, there, that's uh, good. Shaved his facial hair, applied makeup, got gussied up in women's clothes, and then entered the exam hall. Is uh, it a good disguise? Was it convincing? Uh, here, I'll let you look at his yeah, girlfriend. Me... This is his girlfriend. Okay. All right, and this is him dressed up. Uh, that's a pretty good... It's a pretty I, good I job. Be, if, like, in a glance... Yeah, I, I would easily be convinced. At a glance, I wouldn't be sure. Really, what either I, one of them are. I I think it looks like a man. I I don't. Maybe it's just me. I think I think they both kind of look like a man. But now I'm now I'm getting ahead of myself here. But I mean, what's the craziest thing you've ever done for a girlfriend? I I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to stew on it for yeah. longer. I was trying to think of it. But uh, you would never dress up and take a test for her, would you? I don't want to take a test. Yeah, exactly. I'm done with tests. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so the real with thing. Tests. I don't know. I, 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 aside from like a long drive, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of it. I've, I've spent more of my life single than than in a relationship. I know that much. <laughs> so the impersonator went as far to even forge his girlfriend's voter ID card, uh, copied the twelve digit unique identity card to make the illusion ironclad. Uh, the problem, he failed the exam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. There was no makeup questions, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, boom. There you go. Oh, man. All right, that's a funny story. All right, so we brought in Brian's picks here to go around the NFL and give out our predictions for this weekend's games. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Brian, you have not printed out your picks, wrote them down on a pen and paper. Are you doing it? Via electronics this time? I was doing it via Stubbs emails. Oh, um, okay. For the... Uh, What's that co- contest called again? Yeah, I kind of like Survivor when you, I like when you do it old school though. When you do pen and paper, because uh, then it makes okay. me feel like you really put some effort into it, some thought. You're not just picking off of colors. This will be two games. This so. will be two games. <laughs> but anytime Brian comes in from Brian's picks, we give out the picks and we sign up FanDuel promo code AWOD and we try to hit a parlay. This year, the closest you got was thirteen and one. Correct. That yes. is pretty yep. damn good. That was pretty good. Now the problem is, is we didn't win any money because to hit a parlay, you have to hit all 14 legs. I uh, know. That's know. the that's, tough part that's right a, there. It's very difficult. It's difficult to, you know, like last week, it went, you know, two and twos. Yeah. So it's difficult on a, on a week where there are, like, very few games yeah, to actually hit. Yeah. So before you give out your picks, though, let's go to the phone lines here, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Looks like we got my drunk uncle, Charlie, on the line. What's going on, Charlie? Hey, Wad, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. You got any picks for this weekend? Yeah, believe it or not, I think the Ravens, I'm going to take them. I've got a good feeling about them. I know, of um, course, you're from Baltimore, and you're fired up for the Ravens. And I, I will say, M&T Bank Stadium just seems like the place to be. It, it feels like it's going to be a party for the Ravens. M- Stub, did you hear MP was talking about they having T-Pain at halftime? Oh, that rocks. Yeah. I love T-Pain. Uh, and they're having somebody else pregame. Oh. I mean, sounds okay. like it's going to be an awesome place to be. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, M&T Bank gets it rocking. Baltimore always has 
probably the best fans there is. Um, I'm going to be sporting my camo pants um, <laughs> as long with uh, a lot of other people. I'll tell you, I don't know how Taylor Swift is going to fare in Baltimore. If she is <laughs> going to be there, I think she might pass on that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she can sing a few bars with T-Pain. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I do need oh, to call you nice. out. All right, This is my drunk Uncle Charlie. Get him off the sauce. He's always drinking too early. You were drunk this offseason because you called into this show and you said, quote, I'm done with Lamar Jackson. You wanted him out of Baltimore. Wow. Well, I, and that's just because of my love for Joe Flacco. I just I couldn't <laughs> believe we ever got rid of Joe Flacco. Wow. <laughs> it was hard for me to let go. Yeah, yeah. But now so, you you got to be back in on Lamar now, right? I mean, come on. I love Lamar. Yeah. I love Lamar. I, I, I can't deny it. I love him. Yeah. Hey, all right, so, Charlie, drag. before we let you go, what's it going to take to get the win here? You know Patrick Mahomes is clutch. I think Baltimore lead, needs to get off to a hot start. They're going to need a double-digit lead at one point here because Mahomes can score in 13 seconds or less. Yeah, you know, usually the Ravens get off to a hot start and have a kind of a slow second half. But, you know, in that Texans game, it was the opposite. Kind of had a slow first half and then a really good second half. Uh, definitely got to put them away. If we linger around at all, they, you know, geez, they can they can bite you quick. They yeah. can come back. Uh, it's probably going to be that uh, case. So I, you know, it's going to happen either. But I think we got it. We got it. John Harbaugh's experience. He knows what to do. There we go. All right. right. I like it. My producer, Stubb, is all in on the Ravens, so he'll be rooting for you guys. Good to talk to you, drunk Uncle Charlie. Let's go to line two. Is this Eddie in New York? Who's on line two here? Deep Eddie guy. Deep Eddie guy. What's up, dude? Hey, hey, Juan. How goes it, buddy? Good, man. What'd you call in about today? So I'm calling in about uh, your segment uh, late yesterday, or I'm sorry, in the late first hour yesterday about the study on weighing best time of the day to weigh yourself. Okay, yeah. So wholeheartedly agree with uh, what you guys said, but I take it, I personally take it two steps further. Ooh, okay. So I'm taking the EB uh, medical advice and doing the sauna for 15 (laughs) minutes a day in the morning. Okay. And also exercising for about half an hour in a cardiovascular machine. So Doing those two things, waking up in the after you wake up in the morning and everything, totally body is totally clean, dehydrated, et cetera, et cetera. That's the best. That's the best time and method to weigh yourself. It's kind of, of course, it's kind of a semi-false reading. Yeah, but that's when you're going to be the lowest. I, I love that, and I and I love saunas. I I have a I have a frustration with the crunch here in Richmond, and they're they're not sponsoring me, so I can say this. The damn sauna at the Brook Road Crunch location has been broken for three months. I'm paying an extra $10 a month so that I can go to multiple locations. They won't fix the sauna. It's like the, it's like the milkshake machine. Oh, that's rough. McDonald's. Yeah, it's so rough. So what do I do? Are there, there any other advice? Can you you know just take a hot shower to get the sauna effects, or, or am I screwed here? <laughs> well, um, in terms of like kind of some other recommendations, uh, I drink kombucha on an almost daily basis. Okay. Um, you probably know what that is and yeah. what that helps out with. Uh, also, another EV recommendation, matcha green tea powder. I think it kind of does the same things as kombucha and uh, 
Um, those are the two other main recommendations I'd have. If I'm going to um, take your recommendations, I'm going to need your height and weight here. Tell me you're six four and jacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and working on it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So we'll follow up with you next week on an update. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh, and and also another good recommendation, sort of from maybe social media. I know you love your social media, Awad. Yeah. Twelve thirty three on the treadmill. Twelve thirty-three, noon or midnight? You, you know what that means at all? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, <laughs> twelve uh, twelve percent incline. Okay, thirty minutes, three miles per hour. Oh, I've I've heard about that. Of, yeah, one of my buddies does that. I I think it's kind of lame because you're walking, but but I, I understand. I get it. It's it. I'm I'm doing a month long experiment now. Gonna try. I was doing it one day a week. Gonna try and do it two to three times a week. We'll see. We'll, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta start your resolutions now because you're not gonna be thinking about them <laughs> in February. Good call, man. I appreciate you chiming in, uh, Brian. Thanks for stopping by. We need to get your picks though. Let's do uh, an abbreviated version. Who do you like, Ravens against the Chiefs? Uh, I like the Chiefs on the road. I Oof. think they're on a mission to prove everybody wrong because they say they can't win on the road. Yeah. I think they're going to win on the Drunk, road. Drunk Uncle Charlie was not convincing, huh? He wasn't. And I like Lamar Jackson. Love Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Love him. My, one of my favorite players. But I'm, I'm picking Kansas City. All I'm right. feeling like they're going to, would this be a two out of three if they win the Super Bowl this year or something like that? I mean, they've been crazy. to the last six AFC championship yeah, games. It's crazy. Lions traveling to San Francisco to face off against the Niners. I'll say right now, if the Lions are at home, I'd pick them to win this game. The problem is they're on the road. Uh, you know, I agree with you. I think San Francisco is going to find a way to win uh, in Santa Clara, by the way. Don't let be be fooled. It's in Santa Clara, <laughs> not in San Francisco. Nobody likes to go there anymore. Santa Clara. Down um, the coast a little bit, I think. So, so. Brian's picks, you are in. We're going to parlay it. Chiefs, 49ers, face off against each other in the Super Bowl. I can't wait. How about that? That's Brian from Brian's Picks. He is our traffic reporter, traffic director, here at the fan, I'm Awad. We got Stubb behind the glass. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.